1: Hi there, uh, this is Akash Kumar. I'm an assistant professor of Italian studies at UC Berkeley. And I'm delighted to have with me today Andrea Celli, who's associate professor uh, at the University of Connecticut. Uh, and we're here to talk about uh, his book, which came out last year in 2022, Dante and the Mediterranean Comedy from Muslim Spain to post colonial Italy. Uh, Andrea, welcome. Thank you so much for being here.
0: Uh, thank you for having me. I'm I'm excited to talk to you and yeah, to your audience.
1: Great, thank you. Uh, so I, I thought we might start actually just by thinking a little bit about uh, the, the topic of the book, uh, as well as your own scholarship. Uh, you're someone who's long been interested in dantin Islam. Uh, and in particular, the work of the Orientalist Enrico Cerulli, uh, who went from serving as an Italian colonial administrator to writing about Dante's Islamic visionary sources. Uh, what do you think such attention to a figure uh, like Cerulli allows for in thinking about Dante and the Mediterranean? And how does this book build from your earlier work?
0: But, uh, thank you for this question. So I, I will I will start from the, the end of your uh, question. So it's... Uh, Where where the book uh, was born, on on what kind of uh, scholarship uh, I relied, previous experiences, and in fact, this is a sort of continuation of uh, uh, researches that began in in the early two was two thousand five. I think I published a book that was about uh, the um, uh, school of Arabic studies in Spain. And uh, how, in the early 20th century, late uh, 19th century, um, an idea of Middle Ages uh, was, uh, you know, came out uh, of the scholarship of these Arabists like uh, uh, José Ribera Tarrago, uh, Asim Palacios García Gomez, and many others, and. Um, There was uh, my interest in how um, Orientalism um, and medievalism uh, was part of, uh, if you want, nation building, Spanish nation building. Um, and uh, how uh, so scholars, you know, a little bit by reading Edward Say the classical Orientalism, how scholarship was intertwined with, uh, you know, late colonialism, and uh, but also a strange dynamic that was going on there of uh, a dialectic dialectics between Spanish scholars and uh, European scholars on. Uh, what was Who was part of the Middle Ages? What were the ingredients, cultural ingredients? Were Muslims, uh, Jews, uh, parts of the European Middle Ages? All that uh, uh, um, dialogue, uh, sometimes very conflictual, was very interesting to me. And so from there, I think uh, uh, there was more generally my interest in in, uh, the fascination, if you want, for for Islam as a scholar of that time, as Maxime Rodinson would uh, would call it. So why uh, this fascination of uh, European scholars in the 20th century uh, for Islam? And... um, and, uh, and then uh, almost a decade later, I remember uh, uh, the, the, there are also kind of a autobiographical uh, reflection here, my, my interest in my family roots, Italian colonialism. And so I, I came across by reading Carla Mallet at the time, I remember, uh, I, I came across her approach to, to Enrico Cerulli um, which for her is is a, a kind of very positive figure of scholarship because it opens up to, you know, uh, it opens up the interpretation of a major author of the Italian canon, that is Dante, to uh, these sources coming from. Uh, Muslim Spain from uh, Islam, uh, the, the 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 book of the ladder uh, Kitab al-Mi'raj and so on and so forth. Uh, and so uh, there was in me a, a great fascination and interest for that kind of work that was going on in, especially in in, in America at the time I was in Italy, where all these kind of issues were not very interesting in, uh, in the academia where there was not uh, attention for those So, I, I, but at the same time I have to admit that, that, that there was also some insatisfaction with the, with the way uh, the, uh, I, I thought there was more to say possibly on Enrico Cerulli and other scholars and, uh, uh, regarding their approach to Dante their approach to uh, the Mediterranean studies They they are a figure like Enrico Cerulli, uh, who, as you said, was a a high figure of um, colonial administration, Italian colonial administration in in East Africa, uh, in Ethiopia, with uh, very um, problematic uh, uh, responsibilities in how uh, Italian colonialism, uh, developed in, in those, in those countries, those lands. Uh, so, uh, I, 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 I felt that, that there was room for working, uh, on Cerulli and his interest for Dante and Islam, which was a kind of, uh, trope of, uh, literary scholarship, uh, of the last century, um, uh, starting from Asim Palacios and his book of, you know, Dante and Islam, and um, so why, at some point of his career, this scholar that was mainly a scholar of uh, uh, Somalia, uh, of uh, Ethiopia, and Islam, why, uh, and at some point of his life, he decided to turn to Dante. And so that that is uh, uh, the beginning of my interest in in, in him. And I wanted to uh, kind of uh, uh, linger and and kind of uh, pay attention to to the uh, problematic uh, aspect of this uh, interest of Cerulli for Dante.
1: No, that's really, that's interesting. And I'm I'm particularly interested in what you said about, uh, so some of this, is, is not as interesting in an Italian context as it is in an American one, uh, and yet you're also someone who, is, who is, has a foot in both camps. And so I wonder if you would, if you would think a little bit about your, uh, your position, your placement, uh, as, as a, an Italian scholar who, who nonetheless is also uh, taking something from the Anglo-American context and elaborating on it.
0: Yes, uh, um, I have to say that I I remember when I started uh, being interested in, uh, you know, the history of scholarship, basically, um, I felt in Italy at the time uh, very isolated uh, because, uh, you know, scholarship in the Romance languages, uh, as well as in, you know... uh, um, uh, islamic studies was not particularly interested at the time in uh, uh, history of their uh, disciplines of their fields in italy at least so it was liberating for me realize to realize uh, you know around 2000 2010 that well in other parts of the planet uh, this was uh, a major source of interest of research and uh, so uh, it was. Uh, it was uh, in, uh, inspiring to discover that that this could be considered part of uh, uh, doing research. Um, um, at the same time, uh, I felt that uh, uh, Italian scholarship, uh, as we will see uh, in has a uh, keen interest in uh, details uh, and that could be a very powerful tool to, to bring to uh, the table of research, uh, so an in interest, uh, uh, as we will see, for microhistory or an in interest for, yeah, document, documentation and uh, uh, following the threads. Uh, so, that this is probably. Uh, I'm not sure I'm doing this uh, well, but I, I find inspiration in, in both uh, schools. Uh, nowadays, I think Italy is uh, catching up with uh, all, all this uh, interest in the history of scholarship, ideology, and uh, scholarship, uh, um, the past, colonial past of Italy. Uh, um and other uh, important issues but uh, at the time was a little bit like a peripheral uh, work
1: no I, I I very much agree with you I think there's a lot of progress that's been made on that front and uh, there there's a lot in Italy now that that seems to be very much oriented to rethinking uh, some of these fields so we we touched on that day in Islam, and you talked a little bit about the long history uh, of of that question going back to the early 20th century, Uh, you you also situate this book as as very much oriented towards the field of Mediterranean studies. And uh, that's something that has been, we might say, uh, you know, at the forefront of things uh, for a few decades now at least right for about 30 years or so uh and and you begin this book with a thought experiment that begin that imagines two different books uh by scholars with different but traditionally oriented ideas of the mediterranean in relation to dante uh, so talk about your approach a little bit uh how does your approach move in a different direction from these hypothetical possibilities and this is a book that is in part about a history of scholarship and so what did you get out of this thought experiment and thinking about Two different possibilities by scholars and intellectuals of a different formation than your own.
0: Yes, so uh, uh, in one um, once you uh, had to explain uh, that your book is about Dante and, and the Mediterranean. I guess that m- many readers m- might uh, think of different venues that you could uh, um, uh, uh, follow. Uh, And uh, uh, I wanted to address this kind of expectation. Like, uh, are you going to talk about uh, how the Mediterranean and its geography uh, is uh, described, dealt dealt with in the comedy, in the commedia? Or are you going to talk about... um, the Mediterranean pedigree of uh, the Commedia and its sources, like you know, the big poems of the antiquity, from the uh, Iliad, the Odyssey, or uh, you know, and more recent, more, more the Islamic um, uh, poems, um, Islamic inspirations. Is is this is it about uh, sources, literary sources? Um, and I wanted to say that, that that was not my main interest. So there could be a disappointment in, uh, in the reader that was looking for that. Uh, even though at the same time, I, I, I would be uh, really interested in reading, and there are articles and, uh, and works uh, that are uh, um, showing uh, how the geography of the Mediterranean is uh, treated in the Commedia, and there is a lot of, of work, very important work, in in, in that specific area. My interest was more uh, theoretical, if you want. Uh, um, and uh, yes, uh, there really, there are decades of uh, uh, debates in in the Mediterranean studies field, um, but I was uh, more particularly. Uh, uh, interested in uh, confronting myself with uh, some questions that the, the work of uh, Horden and uh, Porcel uh, posed to to literary scholars there was uh, the the question was well let's say that the Mediterranean is not about you know uh, uh, the um, the sort of uh, uh, positive, uh, uh, reconciliatory uh, um, um, geography, um, because all all of that has a has a heritage that is uh, basically colonial, and uh, there is a lot of Orientalism in that imagination of the Mediterranean as the land of olives, olive trees, and you know, uh, of uh, the sea and uh, the beauty. And, uh, and uh, I was interested in, uh, in, in, uh, in trying to uh, answer the question that they were positing. So what shall we do next? If, if uh, 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 talking about the Mediterranean in relation to a, a literary work is not talking about sources... Uh, is not talking about the influences or the circulation of mo- motifs or themes. It's not about uh, reconstructing uh, connections uh, between a book uh, written in Baghdad and a book written in Spain. Uh, if it's not only that, what is the Mediterranean studies contribution to uh, the literary field about? And uh, yes, yeah, so uh, I was. Uh, I tried to take uh, the the title of their book uh, seriously. Was the corrupting sea? And this notion of corruption that for me resonated with uh, you know um, uh, awareness from anthropology, like uh, we are never pure. We are always corrupted. Uh, subjects because we are in the middle of things and we cannot uh, try to um, kind of uh, cleanse ourselves from uh, the uh, the, uh, the fact that we are operating in a uh, uh, corrupted world where, where there are many things and many contradictions. So I, I was interested in, I found that Dante is particularly uh, appropriate to this, to an approach uh, that uh, wants to recognize the ambiguity of um, cultural experiences and uh, and, and poetry. Uh, um, um, because, uh, um, as, as I try to, to show in the book, Dante the, the Divine Comedy, um, portrays a Mediterranean that is a Mediterranean of corruption, is a Mediterranean of conflicts, is not an idyllic uh see and so that that was my uh, um my approach to uh, to the Mediterranean studies field, Dante, you no know, as a prototype of reconciliation between um, Christianity and Islam, which is a very very important way uh, of approaching the Divine Comedy, and I'm I'm I've been a very keen reader of you know uh, Asim Palacios and his uh, works on uh, Christianity and Islam. Um, I'm really interested in the connections between spiritualities and religions in the Mediterranean bas- uh, Basin, but to me, I uh, was more interested to uh, break an, uh, um, the this um, uh, tendency of literary studies to look for conciliatory uh, images, uh, you know, uh, Positive prototypes of, and instead, uh, why not focusing on the the conflictual nature of cultures and and their uh, interactions and growing together?
1: Oh, that's great! And, and historically speaking, of course, there there's both, right? There are moments of conciliation, and there are absolutely so many moments of conflict. And I think you really emphasize that that ambiguity in wonderful ways in the book. Uh, so you 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 divide uh, sort of your book in half between a history of criticism and exercises in criticism. And those exercises range from Inferno 28, the encounter with Muhammad, uh, to 17th century drawings on prison walls in Palermo, uh, back to the medieval with conne- a connection between Dante's Vita Nuova and Ibn Hazm's Ring of the Dove. Uh, so I thought we might talk uh, a little bit about the prison walls and uh, the book has has stunning images uh, in that particular chapter. Uh, what drew your attention to these drawings and what do you think uh, this kind of reception offers us uh, in the vein of thinking about Dante and the Mediterranean uh, in, in new ways?
0: Well, that's a great question. And uh, um, um, I, I may start by uh, confessing uh, where the inspiration come from it comes from a a book a um uh, essay collection uh, that was uh, edited by uh, giovanna fiume and uh, mercedes garfi um i think in 2018 uh, it was a wonderful collection of uh, essays on those uh, uh, graffitis and uh, i had the the Uh, the honor of uh, honor after reading that of being the blind reviewer of, of some of those essays. And it it was, it it was a great reading and um, I gave uh, really positive uh, uh, feedback, I think on, on, on those uh, readings at the same time, uh, while I was seeing these and particularly those two uh, images um of the uh, uh hellmouth that were portrayed on 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 two uh, cells at the ground floor of the prison of the inquisition in the 17th century uh palermo so there were these hellmouths with uh, um, references to the divine comedy and both visual uh, and textual, in particular that there is a reference to uh, the, 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 the divine comedy in, in one of the two in Sicilian uh, in Sicilian vernacular um and uh, i i thought that uh, uh as a as a literary scholar if i may call myself th- that way um i uh we could do uh much more about those references to dante in the prison because as i i i found uh, uh, by reading their essays, but then also by looking around the prison, what was outside the prison? Uh, Dante is uh, uh, quoted several times in those prisons in indirect ways in uh, um, octave, in uh, um, octaves, Sicilian octaves, in 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 uh, that were uh, written by the. Uh, Prisoners on the walls of the prison at the ground floor, but also on the um, first floor of the prison. There was much more than a literary scholar and a, someone interested in Dante could say about not only Dante but the culture that uh, produced those uh, um, uh, those quotes. That. Uh, um, So uh, I I thought that uh, as a literary scholar, we we, we are accustomed to work on texts and we have a way of working on them that is uh, paying attention to details, uh, paying attention to sources, pay attention to connections, uh, pay attention to the uh, paratexts. To what is surrounded that text, uh, uh, to uh, the different uh, contribution of different hands to a, to a page or a manuscript, um, to 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 the text as a as a um, uh, you know uh, as a very meaningful uh, um, artifact, um, and uh, what I think the those quotes. Um, from the Divine Comedy, and uh, the the poetry inspired by uh, Dante that we find in in those cells uh, talk talk about is a very intricate uh, connection that, as I say in the book, uh, leaves uh, very few walls uh, uh, intact. For instance when we read uh, when we read uh, uh, those quotes from the divine comedy in uh, uh, vernacular sicilian we might think that that is a, um, a you know uh, a um, popular uh, kind of uh, uh, uncultivated uh, appropriation of the comedy But we we soon realized that in reality that is a a very academic in the uh, 17th century sense of academias, so uh, places of uh, uh, gathering for uh, elites, uh, cultural elites, and political elites, uh, religious elites in, in Italy and Europe at the time. So uh, Sicilian is not a language of the folk; is a language of elites. And then uh, uh, we realize that uh, that images are working several hands that are sometimes even illiterate. Uh, so they learn uh, to write on that wall, on those walls. So, and another thing, uh, we have uh, people from very different backgrounds. Some of them are. Uh, converts so Dante becomes a place of uh, a meeting place and with Dante um, we can connect for instance that prison to a ceremony or theater uh, drama, religious dramas, uh, performances that were going on outside of the prison. And some of those artifacts perhaps were not created inside the prison, but were in reality created in other places outside the prison and then uh, brought inside the prison. So all this uh, 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 kind of uh, um, uh, subver- subversion, subversion of expectations that we find uh, if we start paying uh, uh very deep attention to the details of these quotes from Dante and connecting them to what is outside of the prison. That, that was, for, uh, to me, very interesting. And if I may add, yes. Also, I think that, that this uh, um, need probably for literary studies to uh, operate in, uh, with an anthropological approach to texts. So, you know, so our texts are also... Uh, to be understood uh, as an anthropologist would do.
1: Absolutely, and I think that that chapter really uh, demonstrates the, the merit of that kind of interdisciplinary work. So, I, and you know, it's really striking. I mean, of course, Sicily is is so uh, ripe a place for that kind of uh, of, of Mediterranean approach, that kind of cross cultural emphasis, as well as uh, the uh, the way of thinking about these these various layers of uh, of culture that are accumulated uh, from from high uh, to the low, uh, and then it also brought to my mind uh, the 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 way in which Dante is of course very much taught in prisons uh, in the here and now, uh, and and that that too is something, right? I mean, there's something about that text that uh, that, that really does uh, allow for this kind of connection to to imprisonment. Uh, in a historical sense, as well as a contemporary one.
0: Um, definitely, there is a uh, uh, from from the Berwick, but that is a, about more in general poetry um, um, the, that has a re- religious inspiration. A religious in Christian um, metaphors often um, uh, refers to life as a prison. Uh, so that there is a uh, congeniality of the divine comedy and of religious poetry to the experience of imprisonment. And that, that it's true, yeah. And there are wonderful works. Um, now, as always, I, I cannot remember the name of uh, the, the, the great colleague at Wesleyan and Yale that has been working on, uh, on reading the divine comedy in the, in the prisons. And uh, I apologize for that. (laughs) Let me see if I will find it.
1: Yes. No. And, and Ron, uh, Ron is wonderful. Yes. Uh, And he's, he's an incredible work. Well, but so I, I think there's also something to be said maybe about the way in which you read, in 28, the encounter with Muhammad. So, I mean, this is this is one of those encounters that, uh, of course, has uh, really struck readers across the centuries, uh, and has been very difficult. Uh, I can speak from personal experience. It's always a very difficult encounter to teach in the classroom uh, because it's a, it's it's truly a, a terrible and gruesome punishment that uh, the prophet is subjected to, and. Edward Said, whom you mentioned earlier, uh, really bristled at the treatment of Muhammad in Inferno and uh, talked about uh, talked about Dante as as symptomatic of the kind of Orientalism that uh, that he was really trying to uh, elucidate and and fight against. Uh, so, take us through a little bit of what you do with uh, this encounter and how you how you think about it uh, differently through your work.
0: Yes. So, so, so yeah, as you said, that is the one of the uh, inevitable um, meeting points between Dante and Islam, if you want. So, uh, scholars who try to uh, uh, discuss the connection, if not the supposed uh, sympathy, of Dante for Islam, uh, finding that episode a a, a big um, uh, a big problem, <laughs> no. Um, so and it's interesting, for, for instance, uh, the the way Asim Palacios, uh, the author of Dante and Islam, tries to avoid a full reckoning with that episode that. It's difficult to, from any perspective, to say that there is a, some form of sympathy for Mohammed uh, Maometto, in uh, in uh, Dante's Canto. And yet, um, my interest was uh, to, given that uh, we are not looking for a uh, reconciliatory approach to uh, literary sources. But uh, probably we are not also... I'm not particularly interested also in kind of uh, punishing them or I'm not aiming at purating, you know, uh, (laughs) uh, the the comedy from um, these forms of... uh, I wouldn't call it orientalism because in my opinion... The Middle Ages offered kind of different dynamics uh, than those that were will will be displayed displayed in following centuries and in uh, in uh, in, uh, in, uh, in mature Orientalism. Uh, uh, but yeah, so uh, what um, what um, my interest was in discovering and highlighting how. Uh, Especially in those places where the conflict seems to be more uh, uh, open and um, unreconciliable, uh, I'm not sure if this is an English word, but so uh, there is where you you might find um, connections. Uh, basically, the use of the same language. And there is where you find that uh, uh, authors from Islam and from uh, Latin
1: Christendom—they
0: are working basically with the same uh, codes, uh, uh, cultural, religious codes. They are operating within the same uh, within the same uh, uh, text. If you want, um, they references are the same, and that it was demonstrated is demonstrated as it's it's not me who is uh, who talks about this uh, for the first time. Uh, there is a scholarship on this, that, very interesting scholarship on this, um, in the US and in Europe, um, but. Um, uh, it's interesting to verify that exactly in uh, um, negative uh, representations of the Prophet Muhammad, we have to recognize authentic Islamic sources operating. That is to say, these are not inventions uh, from Christian um, you know, apologetic authors or from, you know, uh, uninformed uh, uh, authors. Uh, These are based on uh, uh, reading of uh, original sources in in Arabic. Uh, There is a large documented uh, awareness and uh, circulation of uh, Arabic sources in uh, Latin translation, and later on even in vernacular translations, uh, sometimes they are even read directly in Arabic, like in Ricoldo uh, da Monte di Croce or, you know, Mark of Toledo and all the school of uh, Spanish, Spanish school of translators. So um, there is a lot of uh, uh, awareness of original sources that are uh, kind of r- 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 turned upside down and made negative. Um, so my interest in, is in noticing that where you find uh, uh, opposition is where, in reality, they are the same. It's a sort of uh, uh, doppelganger, if you want. No, so uh, recognizing uh, the same in 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 the opposing uh, in in the opposing textuality and even uh, that that is expressed in an in, in exceptional form by that uh, episode uh, of the life of uh, the prophet muhammad in, uh, in the childhood and you know that mystic mystical episode of the opening of the, his breast you know, the Sharh uh, al Asadr, that uh, is uh, described uh, in um, popular and uh, in popular islamic literature in ways that, is, that are very close to the way uh, Dante uh, portrays the same uh, episode.
1: Right, and in, and in that regard, it's very interesting to, to think about how that could potentially be the uh, inspiration for not just Dante's treatment of Muhammad, but of that particular punishment for uh, the, the crime, if we want to call it that, of, of creating division uh, right, so thinking about the the connection between uh, the body, right, the body politic, the the religious body, and uh, and that act of of opening up, uh, I think is really is really fruitful.
0: Yes, yeah, uh, I, I mean, also at that, at that point, uh, um, I, I'm I'm interested not in. Uh, uh, to asserting that the important thing is the uh, the source, so I'm not looking for the Islamic source of that uh, episode, um, but instead I'm, I'm I'm also interested in questioning uh, our approach to um, these images in terms of sources, like a very positivistic approach, like if are we looking for the text that Dante read and copied. It would be interesting to approach all this discussion in in broader broader ways, like these are really interconnected textualities. And it's not a a surprise that an image that is so important in this Islamic um, spirituality not uh, the the orthodox Islamic or spirituality uh, could uh, uh, be um, uh, so similar to an image that we find in the comedy because they are working with same materials, so to say.
1: Right, that's great. So, uh, in thinking, you know, you, one of the one of the final chapters uh, is. Uh, exploring a possible comparison between Dante's *Vita Nuova* and *The Ring of the Dove*, uh, Muslim Spanish work, uh, and and this is really kind of an interesting way that you have of of emphasizing this working with the same material and yet coming to different results. Uh, so in that chapter, you think about the modern reader, uh, and certainly, I'm sure. Are, are drawing on your experience in the classroom, uh, and uh, you think about what we, as as modern readers, might relate to better or more readily, uh, and what do you think that this approach tells us about different aspects of the late medieval period and about reading across uh, the Mediterranean as you do?
0: In in, in approaching the, uh, the Tawq al- al-Hamama by Ibn Hazm and the Vita Nova, which has not been the kind of the, the the main, the the most in, the most uh, sought after connection between uh, Dante and the Islamic world. Um, uh, um, I was interested in reality uh, uh, the readership, contemporary readership uh, of. So why at some point in the 20th century uh, uh, the Taukal Hamama the uh, uh, the dove's necklace. Uh, this uh, treatise on on love, uh, autobiogra- a- autobiographical treatise on, on on love by Ibn Hazm, uh, Andalus writer, theologian, becomes so interesting to uh, European scholars, uh, Euro American scholars, and uh, uh, so uh, it, it, it's a uh, it's it's for me uh, a a way to uh, to again see how a text is always uh, wrapped into uh, the reception of it, and uh, it's difficult to read it uh, outside in a sort of a pure in vitro. Uh, um, a controlled atmosphere, no? There, there is never the text uh, outside its, uh, the history of his, its reception. And uh, it's, it was interesting to think that also expectations that we might have, like Dante is uh, theoretically more closer uh, to me as a uh, someone who grew up in Italy. Uh, Dante is less closer to me, sorry, as someone who grew up in Italy, then uh, Ibn Hazm, uh, in terms of you know uh, the, the the approach to to uh, eroticism, to gender and attraction, to um, I find you, we might find Ibn Hazm, that is uh, a scholar from improperly saying, medieval Islam, no, Andalusian Islam, closer to uh, Roland Barthes, so to say, than is Dante, uh, the, in, in which we recognize uh, a very specific uh, evolution of our spirituality um, and of, you know, uh, Provençal poetry and becoming of it something else and Uh, all the vernacular. So sometimes Ibn hasn't seemed to speak to us with the voice of a modern author. So it's interesting to think of these paradoxes.
1: Absolutely. No, it's fascinating. Uh, So, you know, speaking of evolution, uh, tell us a little bit about what's next. What are you working on now? Now that the book is is, uh, a year old uh, and... Uh, what is it, what is it that's coming next and how does it relate to, to what you've done, uh, in this wonderful volume?
0: Yeah, <laughs> it was, I was thinking of a possible question of, of this kind. And, uh, um, I would start by, by saying a little bit comically that, uh, Dante is a little bit like, uh, cigarettes for a smoker. You always say, this is the last one, uh. Uh, but then you, you you go back to it, and I'm afraid uh, I, I will go back to it. And particularly, um, I'm I'm now trying to think the um, of the image of the tree of life in uh, the Commedia and some paradoxes that I find there. And, and, uh, and then there is also an interest that I am not sure I will be I will find the time to develop. That is uh, how the metaphor of book. Uh, Poetical poetry book that is in the Divine Comedy uh, is appropriated and resonates in uh, in um, Middle Eastern poetry, uh, particularly a group of poets that operated uh, after Second World War in the Sheer uh, magazine and. But then there are bigger uh, projects that I have uh, on the horizon and I hope to find the, the time and leisure to work more um, on them. And the One is uh, about uh, Muslim and the Eucharist mm-hmm. in uh, medieval travel literature and uh, short storytelling, novellas... Um, and uh, and another one is a project on the the representation of Haggard and Ishmael as genealogical symbols of uh, the relationship between confessions in, in, in religious com, religious religions in the in the early modern period. Uh,
1: Amazing. I I think you've described uh, about 10 books worth of material in, in that. So we very much look forward to all that is to come. Andrea, thank you so very much for this. It was a real pleasure.
0: Thank you to you for the patience.